to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, lady friends, Julie Graham here, your friendly co-host of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. And can I just say, I am so excited to be back sitting across the desk from my dear friend, Darlene Brock, recording new episodes for you since I did take a couple weeks off um, mourning the loss of my husband, Paul, who passed away unexpectedly. So just a real quick thanks again to everyone who has been lifting me up and praying for me. And a special thanks to Leisha, who came in and helped fill in the gaps um, while I was away. But today, I am so glad to be back on This Grit and Grace Life. And this is Darlene Brock, and I am thrilled to have you back. I love looking across the desk at your sweet face. This is a fun little thing we have going here today. And speaking of fun... Yes. I mean, that's a bad transition, but today we're going to be talking about a super important topic that all women will deal with in some degree or another in their life, their work life, their leaving their house life. Yeah. You just walk out the door and there's a chance of dealing with sexual sexual harassment. harassment. Yeah. Yep. So it's maybe, maybe a little bit heavier topic, but super important for a woman wanting to live a grit and grace life. How do we approach this type of um, interaction that we are likely to experience a time or two, a dozen or two in our lifetime? Yeah. And Julie, as we all know that recently the Me Too movement has just just kind of made its way across social media and that being women saying, yes, me too. I've dealt with this as well. And in addition to that, all of the, the gentlemen, and I use that very loosely that are being accused of things that are very ungentlemanly to say, uh, the least to put it lightly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So we're in the middle of that, um, being brought front and center. So we have to talk about it too. There's definitely a societal conversation that's happening right now. Um, You did mention the Me Too movement. And so we will definitely put in the show notes, the article, we had someone um, anonymously submit that to us, right? I mean, that happened while I was out. And so um, I'm not familiar a ton with the Me Too movement. So will you quick, just because I think it's an amazing story, will you tell me one about how we received that article? Because I think that right there is just so cool for our friends to know um, how we got that piece. And then just explain what the Me Too movement was, because when I saw it come up on the website, I was like, I wonder what that is. Let me read this article. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got, we have a submission process, which if you go to the website, thegritandgraceproject.com, you will find it. Really? Dot org. It's both. You can do either one. That's true. We did cover ourselves. Yeah, we did cover ourselves. Um, But if you do that, you can find out where to contribute. Well, we had a writer send us an article that she was very passionate about, Mm -hmm. and she asked to do it anonymously because Mm -hmm. we all, you know, we don't always want to say this is what happened in our life. And it was her take on the Me Too movement and why she wouldn't be posting it. And she was a rape victim. Mm -hmm. So she explained in the article very well her, not that she was putting down any women that did this because she said it was an important That movement. did participate in the Me Too movement. Correct. Okay. So we agree. If you felt that that was the thing for you to do to come out, go for it. Absolutely. You should have done it. Um, but for her, it was a private thing. She had a daughter. She wanted to protect her. Mm-hmm. And you can find out more in the article. But, you know, it was such a timely thing, Julie, that we could not... We couldn't help but run it because she did lend a different perspective to this wave that's come on saying, yes, this has happened to me too. 
so the Me Too movement, just to to clarify what it is, it's it's a way to share about the fact that you have in some way um, been a victim of rape or attempted rape, sexual assault. Or uh, sexual and, harassment. And people are sharing the fact that they have, Me Too, experienced this. And so this anonymous writer was writing her reasons as to why she wasn't participating and why that was better for her healing. Exactly. And two, I think that leads us to a conversation I think we need to have. That is the difference between mm. sexual harassment and sexual assault. Absolutely. Because I know for me personally, I have, um, I, I like to talk. Did you think, have you noticed that about me? <laughs> okay. Um, and, and Ladies, I, I put that in understatement by Julie Graham. <laughs> <laughs> slightly. Um, and so I think you're really right. We have to clarify the difference between sexual harassment and sexual assault because in this day and age, it's like, it's just so easy of our culture to throw everything that has some similarity. We just throw it all into one pot and we call it the same thing. And that can get us all in trouble. Whether I'm talking about, um, you know, an illness my child has and I make it sound worse than it is because, you know, having a sick toddler is is difficult, is exhausting but difficult. having a terminally ill child is a whole nother level. Yeah. And I know that I have casually made references about, you know, being a mom with a sick child, not realizing how it would pain someone who's really living with the severe difficulty of a terminally ill child. So I don't know if that makes sense to try to compare the two, but I think it's important that we really make the distinction between what is common men just disrespecting women casually or what's harassment and what is sexual assault. Agreed. And I think where we need to start is to say, let, let's talk about sexual harassment. First, we do not diminish the fact that that's inappropriate, it's wrong, and there are lines they cross that are completely unacceptable, and their little heinies should be brought into whatever office needs to be brought into to deal with. And sexual harassment is defined this way. It is harassment, typically of a woman. It doesn't have to be. I was going to say, however, yeah. I think if we've learned anything, if I've learned anything since working at the Grit and Grace Project, is that a lot of the things that women deal with, men are dealing with too. They're just not as comfortable sharing it with. Yeah. So yes, primarily women are struggling with this, but even like, you know, the recent, um, the good Christian girl who struggled with porn, there yeah. are issues on both sides of the line. I would say Caveat, the sorry. lion's share of um, harassment does go toward women. I would totally agree. Got to give them that. Okay. It is harassment in the workplace or other professional or social situations involving the making of unwanted sexual advances or obscene remarks. Okay. So that's sexual harassment. Correct. Got it. What is the definition of sexual assault? All right. Sexual assault is any type of sexual conduct or behavior that occurs without the explicit consent of the recipient. It's falling, falling under this definition of sexual assault are sexual activities such as forced sexual intercourse, forcible sodomy, child molestation, incest, fondling, and attempted rape. Now, okay, that sounded very long and very tiring almost, but... But there's definitely a, a distinction between the two. There sure. is, and that's the An legal definition yeah. that you need to know in these situations. Okay, so unpacking the difference between sexual assault and sexual harassment, I think it is important to note that the EEOC, who is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, 
they're kind of the governing body that oversees work, um, workplace conduct. They go on to say that the law doesn't prohibit simple teasing, offhand comments, or isolated incidents that are not very serious, but harassment becomes illegal when it is so frequent or severe that it creates a hostile or offensive work environment, or when it results in an adver- adverse employment decision such as the victim feels they're in danger of being fired or demoted. So that's kind of where they draw the line, which I think that's important to know. Oh, it is. Because, I mean, who hasn't? Any female that's been in the workplace has had jokes, Mm -hmm. has been around uh, quips and things like that. So basically they're saying the little light stuff isn't what we're talking about, the little Mm one-offs. It is the repeat offender that... It constitutes sexual harassment, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that line you said, the repeat offender, is where we need to pay more attention and potentially figure out a way to, to combat that. So just for the listener to kind of understand where we're going in this episode, we're going to focus our conversation more on the sexual harassment side of things. Now, that being said, we do want to say to you, friend, if you have experienced what would be considered sexual assault, our heart goes out to you. We want to encourage you to get help for your healing, for your long-term recovery from those things that have happened to you. But today we'll be talking primarily about sexual harassment as it occurs primarily in the workplace. Okay. So I have been in the workplace, Julie, virtually my entire, (laughs) forever, for For a minute, (laughs) for a minute, for my entire adult life. And I've worked with a bunch of great men and I worked with ones that weren't that great. And I remember when I was 18 years old and worked in a law firm of being in the file room, which they had huge file cabinets mm-hmm. trying to put things away. And I was just an 18 year old receptionist with blue fingernails, which didn't work for them. Um, and <laughs> I, I would say it's totally see you in that. Yeah, totally, <laughs> completely. Um, but I would be in there and I would have some of the really sleazy older guys pressing up against me. Now oh, that's, God. that's called harassment. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little obnoxious at the time and started talking real loud about what are you doing? Um, but that's not always what we do. That's not how we always can respond. Yeah, you you shared a little bit about that. And I thought that is so you to the to just call them on it, you know, and to, you know, to be bold enough to make make a remark and kind of put them in their place. But we, we know not every woman is the same and there are personality types. There are, you know, um, things where some women maybe feel more comfortable being outspoken in a scenario like this. And so I think it'd be helpful for us to kind of talk about depending on where you are and maybe in your, um, your personality type, your outgoingness, your, um, even ability to handle conflict, right? Some people are, are, um, comfortable with conflict. Some people aren't. Um, what are some things that we can do to prepare and or protect ourselves in the workplace. I think one of the first things we need to do, Julie, is realize there are powerful men who will take advantage of their position. Whether, you know, we hear about film industry right now. Oh, yeah, that is the big thing right it now. Is more and more thing. every day, it seems yeah. like. Yep. Or politics. Um, politics. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, one that I don't think women think about a lot is in education. Even if you're a student in a university and you're dealing with, grades that you want to get yeah. and there are professors authority who take, figure situation yeah, that yeah. could be so kind of walk into the world with your eyes wide open mm-hmm. that there's probably no place in the workplace or even education like we said that it won't take place or possibly take place so be prepared um in that 
being prepared? What do we need to do to make sure that we have thought through in advance how we're going to deal with it? Yeah, I love how here at This Grit and Grace Life, we we try to put kind of in your mind, these are some things you may experience or have experienced or will have a friend experience. And so what are some ways that you can be thinking ahead of how you would react or how you could advise a friend who might go through something like this? Um, Because being prepared sometimes is just half of the battle. So what are some personal policies we want to put in place for ourselves Oh, I just did like a really good alliteration. You know yes, how I love. love what are those. some personal policies policies we can put in place <laughs> to be prepared? Oh, I just keep going. Yeah, you um, love your in the event here. that you are um, being um, harassed. Yeah, what are some things to 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 know in advance? Well, I think it has to do with entering with a disposition first. Mm. All right, let's start there. Let's say first, we know our standards. We know what we'll accept and what we won't accept Mm -hmm. and what we'll ignore too, because there's some of that as well. But in that, I think it's important for us to establish how we treat people in the workplace. Do we treat them, whether they're our coworker, whether they work under us, whether they work above us, do we treat them with respect? Mm-hmm. And and our, you mean in general, in not general. just, you know, yeah. in, it's in like, okay, sexual terms. Yeah. But no, no, no. It's, it's not like I'm coming on to the golden little rules male boy or something. But, <laughs> you know, it's that in general terms, we treat people with respect. So, okay, we've set the standard. We expect to be treated with respect. We Absolutely. I think we talked about that maybe in one of our very first episodes, kind of unpacking the grit and grace life of um, it being, you know, a woman who who demands respect by the way she carries herself. Yep. So that definitely is going to come into play um, in being prepared for this kind of situation. So you set a standard um, of how you will be treated and how you will treat others. But then what are some practical things beyond that? Okay. There's this simple word called avoid. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't always avoid, but when you discover the repeat offender, like Mm -hmm. we talked about, uh, who in the workplace, you know that every time you get in a room alone, you don't want to be there. Well, then don't get in a room alone, you know, turn tail and run before Mm -hmm. he grabs that tail and get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So avoiding the the guys who are prone to this, who you have had negative experiences with already, who you know others have had negative experiences. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being careful of protecting yourself from being in a situation with someone who you know is prone to um, this type of behavior. Um, I see next in the notes, which I would be prone to do, so I'm thankful that you would put this on my mind ahead of time, um, is to not laugh or minimize the behavior. Because, you know, some people just laugh in awkward situations. I am one of them. (laughs) And so you can't just, you just laugh at me. (laughs) I mean, that's why we're friends. Um, But I mean, we have to be careful not to laugh it because laugh it off because that actually sends a message that it's not a big deal. Yeah. And that means that we're okay with it when we're not. And I'm not saying be a pain in the rear kind of person where you act where you can't have any fun ever yeah don't be that i mean the workplace you gotta have fun there too Mm -hmm. but when something is being said or a joke made not even toward you or something that you know is probably inappropriate and off color you know just don't join in Mm -hmm. don't join in it's an easy thing to join in but don't Yeah. yeah don't that yeah i think that one's really smart and practical yeah i love this one uh, please, yeah, please tell me this one because when you told it, I just imagined you doing it. It made it even funnier, actually. Yeah. Well, Julie, what do you think of me, huh? <laughs> I just adore you. Yeah, okay, good, because I would do this. Um, but I, I know sometimes silence 
when someone says something to you completely inappropriate, sometimes silence works. But then I read this earlier today that I thought was hysterical. One woman said, stare, be silent, then pick your nose. How great is that? That is so epic. I can't even. I know. What is more unappealing than that? Exactly. You said that is so not sexy. Totally would like change the tone of the situation. I mean, that is something to put in your back pocket for a scenario you may or may not ever find yourself in. Yes, exactly. This is the time you need to be ready to pick your nose. Genius Genius. and hilarious. Yeah. And sometimes, Julie, I think you have to have comebacks in your back mm. pocket. You need to have phrases that you know you can use. Like we someone... talked about um, in our Mama Drama episode, you needed to have some comebacks yeah. for your mother, mother-in-law, stepmom. Yeah. You need comebacks for the sleazy guy. Right. One-liner preparation mm. works every time. All, All right, right. Let's go through them that you've kind of outlined here because they're pretty good. Okay. So some gentlemen, and I use that. I love to use that because it's so inappropriate it's like you're for him. Yes. Yes, I, I kind of am. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says something completely inappropriate to you, makes some kind of innuendo or suggestion on what he would like to do that you're not really interested in. So turn around and say, uh, sorry, I didn't catch that and make him repeat it. Oh, and like put say, him on the sorry, spot and make I him still have to didn't say it again. Yeah. yeah. It starts becoming really, really embarrassing for everybody, including him, if he has to say it over and over and over again. I love that. Yes. This one, you said, um, if someone were to grab you, um, which I don't know if I could do this, but I kind of would like to think that I could. If someone were to grab you, you could out loud grab, you're, you're holding their hand and you're to say something like, did anyone lose a hand? Because I just found it on my breast. I found it on my butt. Yes. How? I mean, that is like stand up and take charge and put him in your place. Love it. I would love to think that I could do that. Now, that being said, we've already talked a little bit in this episode. Some of these responses are going to be more natural for you, and some are going to be not as natural. And and that's why we would say, think about them in advance so you could be prepared, or you pick what is going to work for you in the scenario. Is it it a snappy comeback? Is it um, a knowing glance that puts that man in his place? Or is it, you know, calling him out verbally by you know, holding his hand in the air saying, I found this man's hand in an inappropriate place. You pick what you feel like works for you. There's no right or wrong. We're saying you need to make some sort of response. Yep, absolutely. And then one where they may make some come online. I mean, the easiest response to that is, has that ever really worked for you with any woman in America? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just kind of like, like making them feel stupid, really. Yeah. Like that's those not, lines I are really stupid. think that's going to work for me? Yeah. No, it's not yeah. going to work for you today yep. or any other day. Yep. Um, I love this one kind of in that same line. I'm sorry. I've got more important things to do. Can I reject you later? I mean, that is awesome. Yeah, it but. is awesome. And we do like a little bit of sarcasm and smart aleckness when it comes to these gentlemen. It's good. I think it's good mm-hmm. to throw it back at them whenever you can. Now, I say whenever you can. Because sometimes you find yourself in a position where it is your boss, Mm -hmm. it is your superior. And I'm not saying you don't use some of these lines for them because you might, or the silent stare or the avoidance. Um, But, you know, I don't want to diminish here, Julie, I don't want us to diminish the fact that the reality for a lot of women is they are um, caught 
in a place they don't know how to get out of. Yeah, it's like a doubly difficult situation. One, you're enduring this behavior toward you, and then you have to deal with the difficulty of how to respond and how that's going to negatively affect you. So we are not at all making light of that scenario, the fact that it's pain in two different ways. Yeah, and if you're the sole bread earner of your family Mm -hmm. and you cannot afford to lose this job and then actually gets threatened, Mm -hmm. you know, those are real things. And those are also real things that need to be documented and reported. If you're in a scenario where you can. Yeah. So that's where you, you go to HR and you make, you make a, a, a formal complaint um, so that it's on record. Yeah, you yeah. do. But Julie, I think one thing we need to do is kind of recap what deserves a formal complaint, mm-hmm. because there are levels of this, or mm-hmm. there are scenarios that may not warrant that. I mean, I, through the years I have worked with some amazing men, but there have been occasions that they have said things that they went whoops. Mm-hmm. Maybe not actually said whoops, but you could see their could face. See it like, all over ah, their face. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And so you, you let that one go. You let it go because they, you know, they're not the guys who just keep coming back and coming back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those guys, give them a break. Mm-hmm. Give them a break. I mean, I know I've said things that I've like, really, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Or made an inappropriate comment or joke or whatever. Oh, not me. Just never. in the moment. Yeah. You never have, but yeah. I've been, you no, know, I have, you know, I have, you've, <laughs> you've heard them. Yes. So I say, let's put those in one scenario. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really things that you move on from. Mm-hmm. They really are. Then you do deal with the sexual harassment. That is the significant next step or next section, what we just talked about, what it looks like and how you respond to it. And if you can't control that, then you have to decide what you're going to do about it. Are you going to report it? Are you going to look for another job? Are you um, going, what is your out from that one? Okay, well, then I would say on the flip side of that, you know, we've kind of referenced recent news with new um, scandals honestly coming to light every single day, it oh, seems. Oh, yes, they are, every um, day. And then what happens is, you know, somebody new is accused, and then there's the dozens of people who are publicly saying, oh, we always knew so-and-so was that way, or he's yeah. always been that way. I mean, does that not seem insane? I mean, all these people seem to know this was going on, but nobody said anything? Yeah, so if that's happening on the the wider, you know, the, the big screen, so to speak, it's probably happening in our office or your friend's office. And so how would that even happen? Yeah, I do think, Julie, that it's not as simple as why didn't they say anything? Yeah. It's not, you know, it's great to sit back on the other end and read the reports and have all of those emotions and responses. Judgments. Yeah, <laughs> to be a little judgmental yeah, so about what they is. did or didn't do. Yeah. But it could be that they only heard it from this person who heard it from this person who heard it from this person. And in that, we we don't want to assume that someone is guilty of something because we heard it fourth and fifth hand. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a disservice, too. Yeah. And then there's also, we've talked about sometimes you're afraid to report something that's happened to you personally because of um, the consequence that you'll experience. And I think that that can also happen to us as well. When, if we were to um, report our boss for something we have seen them do to somebody else, we might feel the pressure or the danger that we would also experience the consequence. And so I think there's lots of layers that play into all of these types of scenarios. And if we didn't, we only heard about it even firsthand, but we haven't seen it. I mean, the reality is to prove these things, we have to have evidence. We have to have fact. And so you, you also have to have the opportunity to, before you can even report it or um, do anything about it, you have to have the information firsthand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah, I think what you said is just really the bottom line there. It's it's not as simple as it may appear in the headlines the next day. It's not. But what the other side is, if you do know, if you have seen it, and if you're trying to protect someone else as well, you do need to step in. Yeah, see how you can help. Yeah, see how you can help. Whether it's, let's let's see if we can help them personally, or let's see if we can help them and walk alongside them to actually deal with this from a, I'll walk with you to HR. Yeah. I will, I will stand by you and support you while you're trying to um, get this resolved, yeah. while you're trying to make this right. Recently, you know, we saw our girl T Swift, Taylor Swift, take action on something that happened to her. Which, side note, does it feel like I'm like a massive Taylor Swift fan? Yeah. Because T Swift, like my best friend. Well, T-Swift. I feel like I've mentioned her a lot, and <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even say I'm a raving fan. But anyways, here she comes up again. Maybe, maybe we should let her know that she's getting lots of publicity in our podcast, and yeah, I'm sure well. she'll want to share us with her friends. Anyway, recently Taylor had an inter- interaction um, that she chose to pursue legally. Yeah, she did. She actually, this was several years ago that it happened. She was getting a publicity picture taken with the radio DJ and his girlfriend. And uh, during the posing of that picture, he reached under his skirt, her skirt and grabbed her little hiney. Um, nope. Yep. And so she like <clears throat> rained down on him. She let his boss know. She let the world know. And she made a big deal of it. And he lost his job, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's it. He lost his job. So since he did, he decided to sue her. He wanted uh, compensation for losing her jo- his job. So what did she do? She countersued him for a dollar, which P.S. I loved. Oh, don't you love it? I mean, she can afford to do that. Yes. Not all of us can countersue for a dollar, but she could. But she wanted to make sure that he, in one sense, paid for what he had done for her. Yeah, and did, you, her, did you hear what... She, some of her responses were classic in the trial itself. Did you hear what yeah, she, she was said? quoted as saying that. So, you know, she was asked, didn't she feel bad about the fact that he had lost his job? Um, and she's quoted as saying... I'm not going to allow you or your client to make me feel in any way that this is my fault. Here we are years later, and I'm being blamed for the unfortunate events of his life that are the product of his decisions, not mine. Yes. That is a strong woman right there. That is a strong woman. Good for her. Yep. And that's how we should all feel in that scenario is if they suffer consequences for their actions just because we brought them to light. That's on them. It's on them. That's That's not on us. That's on them. But let me throw this into Julie is I don't want to throw the good guys in with the bad guys. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Because there's a lot more of the good guys than maybe we even can notice anymore because of all the bad apples that get so much attention. Yeah, there are. And men are men are men are men. I'm not <laughs> excusing them, but they're men. So the ones who may, you know, look at your chest just for a second and then look at the floor and scurry away, those are the good men. The ones that they couldn't will. help but do it, but they recognized it was wrong. And so they got themselves out of the situation exactly. as quickly as possible. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. when that happens, you kind of need to go in your head. This is a good guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a break. Yeah. I'm gonna give yeah, him a totally. So I think our takeaway for this episode, living as strong women, walking with both grit and grace, even when it comes to the potential of sexual harassment or even worse, sexual assault, we want to be um, prepared to stand up for ourselves in the event of inappropriate behavior, to stand up for other women who we may see um, have these things happen to them or the fact that we would walk with them if we are um, become aware, become aware that they've experienced these things. Yep. But I love what you wrote here is that we've got to know that our value and our worth um, 
we've got to have confidence in that and know that, like you said, men will be men. Um, but we've got to have our own personal worth and value, our own integrity, our own self-esteem, um, and allow that to stay intact. Yeah. These guys will come and go. I mean, I can tell you once years ago that made me feel completely uncomfortable. Well, they're not in my life now, Mm -hmm. but what is in my life is my strength Mm -hmm. and my self-respect and my confidence in who I am. So they're just, they're just the past. Yep. All right, ladies, you know, we love to end our episodes with a quote. And I think this one applies pretty well. Speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. And you know what? Just because I like to do this kind of thing, I'm also going to challenge you to make a point sometime this week to one, share this episode with a friend who also needs to be armed with this information and then make a plan to chat together, hold each other accountable to come up with some of those comebacks you want to have handy in case you find yourself in a situation like we discussed today. Well, here's to another week of living with grit and grace. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.